Live Creative Now, Episode 111. Welcome to Live Creative Now with Melissa Dinwiddie, a weekly podcast to inspire you to create your art and share your work. Because that's how you will change the world. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, passion pluralite artist, happiness catalyst, and creativity instigator, and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, which you can find at an Amazon near you, here to address all your questions about living a full-color creative life. Whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie, or you think of yourself as an artist of any kind, writer, painter, musician, whatever, or anything in between, not artistic, not creative, or artist, or anything in between, no matter how you define yourself, feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life, and it's how you change the world. Before I dive into today's episode, I have a special announcement. I'm very excited about this. So I have a question for you. Has the Live Creative Now podcast made a difference in your life? If you've been listening for a while, has it made a difference? That's question number one. And question number two, if it has made a difference in your life, would you like to be featured on the podcast? Because I want to start sharing listener stories. So if you have a story of how listening to the podcast has changed your life for the better in some way, big or small, it could be a tiny way, you know, it's just gotten you to make a little art, do a little writing. It's gotten you to play your ukulele. Something. It could be teeny tiny. Maybe it's gotten you to get creating five minutes a day, whatever it is. If it has gotten you to change something for the better in some way, I want to feature you in a listener spotlight. And here's how it works if you want to be featured in a listener spotlight, there's two steps. The first step is to log into your iTunes account and leave a rating and review. You have to leave a rating and review in order to be considered to be featured in a listener spotlight. And if you don't know how to do that, no problem, because I have step-by-step instructions over at livecreativenow.com slash iTunes dash review. Easy breezy. I make it super easy, whether you're doing it on your computer or your phone, your mobile device, whatever. Livecreativenow.com slash iTunes hyphen review. I break it down for you. So log into iTunes and leave a rating and review. Easy breezy. Then number two, copy and paste what you wrote in your review into an email and send it to me along with why you want to be featured in a listener spotlight. And you can email me at livecreativenow.com slash contact. Easy breezy. livecreativenow.com slash contact. 
or just go to livecreativenow.com <laughs> and find the contact button. It's kind of hard to miss. That is it. Leave a review and, you know, one of those star ratings. Hopefully it's a five-star rating. <laughs> but be honest, you know. Uh, and the reason I want you to copy and paste what you wrote in your review is so that I can find it. That's all. If you know your iTunes ID, you can send me that. It doesn't really matter. I just want to be able to find you so that I know that you left that review. And then email me so that I can so that I can find you. Leave a rating and review and send it to me. That is it. And let me know why you want to be featured. And then if I pick you for a listener spotlight, we'll just have a, a really relaxed, fun conversation. We'll have a chat. And I'll record the chat. And the recording of our chat will be part of a future episode. How cool is that? So that is the announcement. I would love to share your story. It would be so fun. So that's the, that's the announcement. And now on with this week's episode. My husband did not want to go on a bike ride with me this weekend. What? How can he not want to go on a bike ride? I mean, it was a gorgeous day. It wasn't too hot. We had our bikes, which we had only recently gotten, and we had been waiting for months to get these bikes, which we had ordered as part of a Kickstarter campaign. They're really special folding bikes. And I there's a link in the show notes so you can see what the bikes look like. They're from this company called Bike Friday. They're called packet bikes because they literally can fit in a suitcase when they're folded up. We don't have a garage and we have a teeny tiny postage stamp backyard and we don't want to keep our bikes in the backyard anyway because they'll get all dusty and spidery and rusty. So we keep them in our teeny tiny little townhouse and they fold up. So um, we specifically ordered them splurged to get two folding bikes so that he could ride to work. And he we live just a few miles away from his work. And so that we could go on rides together on the weekends. And in the summer, like, you know, occasionally in the evenings. So what, what gives? Why didn't he want to go on a ride with me? And he said, I ride almost every day to work. <laughs> yeah, but it's beautiful out, I said. Let's go explore. This will be a really fun adventure. I know I knew that there was some kind of a trail, a bike trail nearby that led to the park. Let's go explore. And he sort of grumbled, but he did reluctantly agree. And he did go on the ride with me. And we discovered a hidden bike and pedestrian underpass just a few blocks from our place that connected to a bike and pedestrian bridge over the freeway, neither of which we had ever noticed, even though we had driven under it many, many times. <laughs> so perceptive we are. And the underpass and the overpass led through one of the Google campuses. We had no 
idea that we lived so close to this Google campus. And it wound around to the backside of this man-made lake at the park by the bay where we often go walking. 19 minutes of riding our bikes and boom, we're at this park. We had no idea. Amazing. This secret bike route, secret to us because we'd, <laughs> we'd never ridden bikes there before, secret bike route, bike route to our favorite walking spot that we normally drive to through like really trafficy roads. But we got there on our bikes, almost completely avoiding car traffic in 19 minutes of lovely nature-y, <laughs> that's a word, trails. It was beautiful and it was an adventure and it had bridges, which I totally love. I love bridges. I have a thing for bridges. And it was wild outdoor spaces and hills and not like super horrible intense hills, but like really nice hills and the wind in our faces. And it was great. And he even said, wow, I could ride this route to work. It would take a little longer, but hey, there'd be less car traffic and less fumy air, and it would be safer and more pleasant. Actually could not do it year round because the underpass is subject to flooding during the winters. So eh, couldn't do it year round, but spring and summer. And he seemed excited about it. And I was really pleased. As far as I'm concerned, you know, a safer route that actually takes him a little longer so he gets a little more exercise. Hey, that's great. Total victory, right? We had a really good time. And there's a better, safer, a little bit longer, so more exercise for him route to work. Total victory, right? Wasn't he glad he went? I asked when he got home, when we got home and we were folding up our bikes. And what does he say? Meh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I got sweaty, he says. <sighs> I got sweaty. Well, this <laughs> might explain <laughs> why my guy no longer has the flat belly that he had when we met 10 years ago. <laughs> Apparently, he has an aversion to sweat. If you have an aversion to sweat, you're probably not going to retain a flat belly. I have an aversion to sweat and you like eating a lot. Eh, doesn't really go along with a flat belly usually. Though with a little bit more probing, it turns out it isn't sweating per se. That's the problem. He actually doesn't mind sweating when it's the point. But he hates sweating when it's not the point, especially when he doesn't have a way to change clothes afterwards. Because my guy, as with a lot of guys, has Niagara Falls sweat glands. So engaging in physical activity 
means really wet clothes with sweat stains. Yeah, nobody likes that. So for a little more context, here's what was also going on underneath his very mysterious to me, not wanting to go on the bike ride with me. Because, (laughs) because now that he bikes to work, sometimes he kind of uses kind of kind of any excuse he can to drive (laughs) rather than ride his bike. And I can't say I blame him. Because, you know, you don't always want to ride the bike to work. But now that he does bike to work, Biking is very sadly now associated with work. So like for me, biking is pretty much pure fun and recreation. I only bike when I feel like biking, whereas he bikes mostly only to go to work. So there's this this, uh, cognitive dissonance going on there. So it's associated with work for him. So that's some context. And some more context is my man does not like to sweat if he cannot easily change clothes. And there's another piece of context that is very important here that you should know. Due to normal wear and tear and to our, or I should say, um, me keeping a very tight hand on the purse strings. (laughs) He has gotten down to, or he had gotten down to three pairs of pants and three shirts. And we already know that he has Niagara Falls sweat glands. And the underwear situation was almost as bad. But I had just last week bought him an infusion of underwear. So at least that situation has improved. But what all of this meant was that what to me seemed like, oh, just a lovely pleasure ride, to him seemed like another load of laundry to be done on the other end. And when you only have three shirts and three pairs of pants, what to your wife seems like a free and easy pleasure ride, to you seems like yet one more reason to to do yet one more load of what seems like an endless load of laundry. Like he was feeling like he was constantly having to do laundry with only three shirts and three pairs of pants. So no wonder he wasn't so keen on going on a bike ride. So knowing all of this that was going on, it suddenly became clear to me that if I wanted my man to be willing to do something that made him sweat, I was gonna have to let us buy him some new clothes. So that is what we did on Sunday of the holiday weekend. We went to REI's big sale. We took advantage uh, because we're both members. So we took advantage of both of our 20% 20 off member coupons to get him some new shirts and some new pants, plus some new boots to replace his pair with the soles that are wearing out. And since they were having this massive sale, 25% off sale on a bunch of different kinds of shoes, and I hadn't gotten new 
walking, hiking shoes since our trip to Istanbul five years ago, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 60s. Yeah, five years ago. (laughs) We got me a new pair too. By the way, they're this brand called Oboes that I'd never heard of before. Oboes Women's Sawtooth Low B-Dry Hiking Shoes that the guy said, people, unless you have very high arches, you're probably not going to like them. Well, I do not have high arches, but I do have a tendency to get tendonitis in my arches very, very easily. And I have to wear orthotics constantly, except unless I'm wearing Danskos or Oh, gosh, Uh, what are now I'm blanking on the brand. But there's another brand of um, I can't believe I'm blanking blanking on that. But there's another brand of sandals that have a strap, uh, a single strap that goes in and around that I used to wear all the time. And now I can't wear it because I have a heel lift on one side and I have to figure out how to glue the heel lift in because they don't have a cup around the heel. Um. Oh, it's killing me that I'm um, blanking on the name, the brand of the shoe, but they have a super, uh, super great arch support. And the dance goes and this other (laughs) brand of shoe that I'm totally blanking on are the only kind of shoes that I am able to wear without orthotics because they have amazing arch support. And I put on this, this pair of Oboes shoes and was like, what? I don't have to wear my orthotics. Are you kidding me? And my heels don't slip. They are freaking amazing. And they were on sale 25% off. So we got me a pair of shoes anyway, uh, as well. And it pained me. I have to tell you, it pained me so much to spend so much money. We had to pull it out of our reserves. (laughs) I personally usually buy my clothes at thrift town. <laughs> I usually buy my clothes used. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a bargain shopper. And I come home with an entire wardrobe for like, you know, $100 or $80. Or something. <laughs> it's crazy. But I cannot or $20 at thrift town, because they're so cheap, crazy cheap. But I cannot expect Miracle Man to do that. He's not wired that way. But hey, you know what? If it helps him to be more willing to go on bike rides with me and seriously do anything to move his body more, oh my God, it's worth it. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So the upshot, what does all of this have to do with living a full color creative life? bike rides and buying clothes and all of this that I've been talking about. Well, here's the thing. When something is in your way, often what seems like it's in your way is not really the thing that's in your way. It's just the symptom. Often there's something underneath that thing that's really the obstacle. And if you can solve that thing, that problem, if you can figure out how to get around that, then you automatically fix the thing that was really holding you back in the first place. And honestly, I don't know if getting Miracle Man a new wardrobe is 
really going to make him more game to ride his bike with me? We'll see. I mean, only time will tell. And the sad truth is, I think I married a man who just likes to live in his head. He just likes to live in his head. And sometimes I think he would be kind of happy to just ditch his body altogether. Very sad. <laughs> He's He may never be as interested in going biking with me or dancing with me or climbing in a climbing gym with me as I would like him to be. You know, opposites attract and all that. I mean, not that I'm actually out there doing those things as much as I would like to be either. But, you know, he does like going on walks with me. And once a year, we go kayaking for about 90 minutes or so on our anniversary moon in Monterey. And for that, I'm grateful. And I love him. And we make a really good team in a lot of ways. And the fact remains, the ultimate point here is if you've got a sticky situation that you just can't seem to get any movement around, try to dig into it, dig deeper, keep asking why. And when you answer that first why, ask why again. And if you keep at it, often you'll find that there's a a keystone issue at the root. And if you can solve that keystone issue, everything else will fall into place. So give it a try and let me know how it goes. And with that, now it is time for something cool. This week's something cool is the Instant Pot. Often referred to as the Instapot, but it's actually Instant Pot, which is an electronic pressure cooker. Now you may have heard of pressure cookers, the old kind of pressure cookers that my mom was always afraid of because there were all these horror stories of them exploding. But pressure cooker now pressure cookers nowadays are amazing. They're electronic, you plug them in and they're programmable and they are amazing. And the instant pot is just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it kind of looks like a big rice cooker. And you can cook rice in it but you can do so much more. And it it also looks a little like a slow cooker, like a programmable crock pot. And you actually can cook stuff and leave it hot for up to 10 hours or something like that. Plus it does have a slow cook setting, although from what I've read, it doesn't do slow cooking as well as an actual dedicated slow cooker like a crock pot does. But it is so much more. Now, I first heard about the Instant Pot back in November of 2016, when people were just raving about it on Facebook. A bunch of people that I knew were raving about their Instant Pots. And I was like, what is this thing? And we ended up buying two during Black Friday sales, because I bought one. And I, was, I think I might have tried it and was like, oh my god, this thing is really cool. Let's get another one so that we can cook a super a stew or something in one and then cook rice or quinoa in the other one at the same time, which we do a lot. Or we we did until, you know, our kitchen was gutted for the, the renovation. And the reason that I am making the Instant Pot this week something cool is that we are still in the depths of that kitchen renovation. And last Friday, after five weeks, 
five painful weeks with no running water in the kitchen and basically utter chaos for most of those five (laughs) weeks, we finally got a temporary sink installed. And I swear to God, the heavens opened and I heard angels singing. It was that miraculous to have running water in our kitchen again after five weeks. And actually, it's, it's, although it's a temporary setup, it is our real life, brand new, permanent sink, although it's a temporary setup, and our real life faucet. But here's the thing, our countertop slab is in a container on a container ship floating in the middle of the ocean somewhere and probably won't be installed for another month. So our wonderful plumber, who I adore, MacGyvered a temporary sink setup for us and I taped plastic all over our plywood counter subtops. So we have a sort of almost functional kitchen. We have no stove or oven. We do have a stove. We have an oven range, which is sitting in the middle of our dining room. It's not plugged in or anything. And we have no dishwasher. We do have a dishwasher, but it's out in our backyard. So it's not functional. But we have a kitchen sink. So we can finally wash up. Because believe me, washing a big pot (laughs) with, you know, food baked to the bottom of it in a bathroom sink is a total non-starter. So we have not cooked anything for five weeks. But now, now that we have a 10 inch deep kitchen sink, and we can actually wash big pots again, we can use our instant pot so we can cook. So Houston, we have liftoff. Because here's the great thing about the instant pot, you can cook so many different things with it. And the other night, just what two nights ago, for the first time in five weeks, we cooked in our kitchen. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. And we made gluten-free pasta florentine. And it was fast and easy and yummy. We just basically threw everything in the pot and put on the lid and pressed go. <laughs> and set it for two, for, um, we set it for two minutes now that's a little bit deceptive because it it takes a while to get build up the pressure and then the two minutes starts to count down and then you leave it for six minutes for a, what's called a natural pressure release and then you open the lid and then stir in some spinach and what else? Spinach and olives, I think, went in after that. Um, so it... It takes about 15 minutes to get up to pressure, and then two minutes, and then six minutes. So so it's, you know, it actually takes much longer than two minutes. But anyway, um, I have a link in the show notes to the recipe that we used, and it was great. And that's everything that we've tried in the Instant Pot has been so good. And partly this is because one of the reasons that the Instant Pot is so awesome is because there are a zillion (laughs) Instant Pot communities over on Facebook. And I have a link in the show notes to the zillion Instant Pot communities over on Facebook. (laughs) And there are a zillion Instant Pot recipes all over the interwebs. So it's pretty easy to find tried and tested recipes with a quick Google search. So we love our Instant Pots. As I said, we will cook 
you know, coconut red lentil soup from Crazy Sexy Kitchen, which I will leave a link in the show show notes to that in one instant pot and quinoa in another. And then we might make baked apples for dessert after, you know, after that. We love our instant pots. So that is today's something cool. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend. And don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review and email it to me if you'd like to be considered for the listener spotlight. Here is what PJ Davis123 wrote. She wrote, listen every day, exclamation point. And she writes, can you envision the great smell of laundry that was hung out in the fresh air to dry? Can you imagine that feeling of the newly laundered bed linen in a summer cabin? Now imagine putting those feelings into words that understand you and inspire at the same time. Melissa is like a great neighborhood. You always want to go there with friends and return often. Five stars. Thank you, PJ Davis123. You too can write a rating and review. And again, email it to me if you'd like to be considered for the listener spotlight. That is it. Until next time, thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Subscribe at livecreativenow.com.